Hi, everyone. We are uh, in the middle of a series here at the Church of Grace and Peace on true followers. And today is the third part of that series. And today I want to speak on being men and women of the Word of God. Before we do that, how about if we pray over our offering? Folks are giving electronically, mailing in offerings, uh, coming to the church, of course, and dropping it off. And we appreciate the faithfulness of God's people in their giving because it shows you're putting the kingdom of God first in your life. It speaks volumes about what you consider important, especially as a believer. And the Lord's church rejoices in that because you're seeing the gospel go forth by your giving. And only one day when we're in the presence of the Lord will we know the great impact it really had. Let's pray here. Father God, we thank you for uh, the body of Christ, Lord, here at Grace and Peace and those that are uh, visiting with us, Lord God, for the first time, giving into the gospel. Father, we receive that in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask a blessing on their finances, Lord God, that you would bless them beyond, Lord, that they could even imagine that they would have an abundance left over for every good work in the kingdom, as your word tells us. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, being men and women of the word of God. You know, too often uh, we do hear an expression a lot. I'm a man of God. Uh, I'm a woman of God. But for too many people, if we're really honest, it's a nice slogan. And uh, too often we experience uh, people talk and their behavior, we find uh, no clues that would lead us to believe they truly are men and women of God. And that shouldn't be. Our behavior and our words reveal us. It's a very important foundational principle. And the unseen person is seen now by what they say, what they do. Uh, if people are truly men and women of God, they would speak in a manner, uh, the word of God seen on their lips. And their actions would clearly show us that they're disciples of Jesus. Disciple meaning a learned, disciplined one. Uh, there's an old saying, I don't know where it comes from, but if a man is walking down the street with a beautiful woman, he doesn't have to tell anybody she's beautiful. Everybody knows it. Everybody can see it for themselves. And it's like that when we live as men and women of God. Everyone will know it if we really are. Uh, you stand out. If you're truly a man and woman of God, you stand out. Others will want to copy you as an example who want to walk with the Lord. Uh, your life will shed light on the sinfulness to those who don't want to walk with Jesus, but claim they do. And the religious won't like you at all because you're not like them. So you do stand out. Uh, Billy Shakespeare was right. Uh, to thine own self be true. Don't lie to yourself. It's okay to say, I'm a work in progress. I'm learning to be a man or woman of God. And I, that would be our endeavor for everyone. So it's truly our goal that we live a life uh, that this can be said of us without telling others how godly we really are. Uh, a lot of people like to brag about their prayer life, which means they're either very insecure people or they have no prayer life, but they want you to think they do. Uh, so I want to share with you today four principles of how we can, men and women of God, live. Uh, these principles, uh, they're the issue. Uh, men and women of God live by principles found in the Word of God. And we live our lives by that. 
Um, they're not led by their emotions and feelings. They're not self-seeking people. They don't let the crowd in life tell them how to live their life. Their guidance is from uh, how they live by what the Word of God shows us the manner in which we are to walk. So before we delve into this, uh, it's also important that we need to remind people that uh, we're not led by the Word of God. Now, don't throw rocks at me. Don't throw rocks at your television screen or computer screen. Let me explain myself. We're not led by the Word of God. We're led by Holy Spirit through the Word of God. That's very important. Because if you think you're led by the Word of God alone, you will become a Pharisee. Uh, and look at Jesus' words. Don't take my word for it. In John chapter 5, we have his witnesses of who he is. And in chapter 5, verses 39 and 40, Jesus says, he's talking to the Pharisees now, you examine the Scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. And it is those very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. So it's not the word of God alone. It's how Holy Spirit applies the word of God to our hearts. He sheds light on it. Uh, Holy Spirit is our teacher, the word of God shows us. He's the one who sheds light when, uh, within us when we go to the word of God to illuminate it, to make it alive to us. So Jesus tells us Holy Spirit will be leading us into truth in John chapter 16. And in John chapter 1, uh, the Apostle John tells us the Holy Spirit is our anointed teacher. In John chapter 1, verses uh, 2, I'm sorry, John chapter 1, uh, chapter 2, verse 27. And as for you, the anointing which you have received from him remains in you. You have no need for anyone to teach you, but his anointing teaches you about all things and is truth and is not a lie, just as he has taught you, just as it has taught you, you remain in him. Now, if we have no one to teach us, need no need, does this mean we don't need teachers of the word of God? Oh, gosh, no. Of course we do. We need them. It was God's idea. Father God's idea. But here the scripture in 1 John is showing us that it's Holy Spirit that makes the spiritual connection in us for what God is bringing us. And we have to hold on to such truths that we would live by these convictions. So as the word of God is, say, being taught today, uh, it's not my words that matter. It's how Holy Spirit would make that connection of the word of God in principles in us. And uh, so the Holy Spirit's anointing teaches us and leads us to be men and women of God. So here are the four principles I want to share as we look at being uh, uh, those that go to the Word of God. Now you have a handout, I believe, or if you're watching um, on computer, television, uh, YouTube, Facebook, don't have the handout, uh, you could easily just copy down what I'm saying. Uh, we call them activation points, something you can walk away with. But these are, what I'm giving you today are principles you want to hold on to. They're simple, but yet they're profound. The first one is, number one, I look to the Word of God for my identity. So if you have the fill in the blank there, it's the Word of God and identity. I look to the Word of God for my identity. Um, people will lie to you and tell you that you're a nobody when Jesus makes you a somebody. Jesus takes nobodies and makes somebodies out of them. And as a believer and a disciple of Jesus, and becoming a man or a woman of God's word, 
I believe that I am what God's word says that I am. And that we gotta get that because the entire world you're gonna see from day to day is gonna tell you the opposite. And which will you believe? What will, be, what will you put in your heart? What will come forth from your lips? I look to the word of God as my identity of who I really am. Because of Jesus, I have been made his righteousness. That is, I have a right standing with God that I can add nothing to it. And uh, Jesus did it all for me. If I, had, if I were to say to you, could you pick three things in your life you could do to please God? Hopefully the answer should be zero. How about prayer? How about reading the word? It should be zero because there's nothing you can add to make you in right standing with the Father greater than what Jesus has already done for us. He is it. When the Father looks at you, he sees Jesus. He sees the final sacrifice, the blood of the Lamb, and you are pleasing in his sight just because you believe. You can add nothing to it. That's right standing. Jesus has made me his righteousness. Also, Jesus has given me sonship. I have now entered Father God's family in sonship, or daughtership if you want to call it if you're a lady, but sonship in the generic. Jesus is my brother. That's a wild statement. How about that? I have been given sonship in the kingdom of God. Doesn't the word Christian in English really mean little Christ? You are little Christs walking around because you're in sonship doesn't mean you're God, we're not saying that, but you have sonship. Jesus has made me pleasing to the Father apart from anything I can add. I have a future and a hope because he has a plan for my life, for your life. We could go on for hours like this uh, due to time we don't have that, but you got to get that. My identity is in Christ. So a man of God, a woman of God, the Word of God becomes to us a mirror, and you must look into it and see what you're really like and reflect back to you who you are. I did a teaching on that a few Wednesdays back called The Word is a Mirror. You might want to see that. So I look to the Word of God to be a man or woman of God for what he wants me to become as I walk this earth in my earth walk. Uh, how do I become a disciple that reflects Christ in my identity? Only Holy Spirit can apply the Word of God to transform me into His image. Number two, on your handout here, it says, I look to blank to learn how to be blank. I look to the Word of God to learn how to be a disciple of Jesus. I, learn, I look to the Word of God to learn how to be a disciple of Jesus. It's very important to remember, I can't do this by my brains. I can't do this by what church I belong to. I can't do this by copying how other people live. I have to go to the Word of God to learn what a disciple is. People might teach me wrong. The Word of God will not teach me wrong. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. That's the disciple's call, the man and woman of God's call, to walk in Him, to be like Him, to be His disciple. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12, Paul says, So that you would walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. That's heavy stuff. How do I walk into a, in a manner that's worthy of God? Well, there's certainly a lot of things I wouldn't do that, that would be wrong, uh, but I need Holy Spirit to teach me how to do that, because I don't know how to do that apart from him. So again, I'm called to be a Christian, which means little Christ. I need to learn how to walk and live in a manner worthy of my Savior. 
I need instruction on how to live as a disciple of Jesus. I need to learn how to live as little Christ. Uh, only God's word is the truth for this. It's the how-to manual for me to learn this. Uh, so I need to read the manual. I don't know if you can see it, but I got my Bible in front here. I need to read the manual. I need to look to the manual for instruction. I know men don't like to read manuals. You gotta read this manual. Women are better at reading manuals. You gotta read this manual. Unfortunately, too many people in the culture I live in, they want to be my teacher and conform me to them. The culture I live in has nothing in it to teach me that will make me a disciple of Jesus. I love Psalm chapter one, verses one and two. Did a whole sermon on this once. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the pathway of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. It's very important that we get that. I don't want to stand in the way others want me to walk in a path in sin. I don't want to hang around scoffers. I don't want to hang around the counsel of the wicked. And you know, I don't care if they're Christians or non-Christians. If, if the counsel doesn't come based on the principles of God's word, it's counsel of the ungodly. Heavy statement. It's the word of God alone that counsels me. And unless others speak the word of God, they have no counsel to give me. Uh, the mass media of my culture wants to instruct me in the way of hell, not in the way of heaven. That is just how it is. Uh, which will I choose to teach me? I have daily confrontations for that. Uh, what I choose to instruct me, I will become like. So to become a man and, or woman of God, this is essential to grasp, that I need to learn how to be a disciple of Jesus, and only the Word of God can bring this to me. Okay, number three here. I look to the blank to find the blank. I look to the Word of God to find the will of God for my life. I look to the Word of God to find the will of God for my life. Uh, I've said this before, it's always worth repeating. The most asked question in Christianity over the centuries has been, what is the will of God for my life? And when I have the Word of God put in me, when I put His Word in me, I have found his will for my life. We need to remember his word is his will. His word is his will for my life. Psalm 119 verse 11, I love this scripture. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word I've treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Is this not his will for us? That we would not sin against him, but walk in the way of the Lord. Wish we could spend time on that? We can't. Number four, the last point here. I receive advice. Oh, it says here, I receive blank needed in my life through the blank and I blank to carry them out. Makes no sense. Number four, I receive the advice needed in my life through the principles of his word. And I die to self to carry them out. Worth saying again, I receive the advice needed of uh, needed in my life through the word, through the principles of His Word, and I die to self to carry them out. Um, and of course, again, the purpose of these fill-ins here is that we would take away this and meditate on it 
that we become true followers of him. Keep this in mind. And you notice I said here a lot principles. Uh, again, going back to Holy Spirit leads us through the word. There's a lot you're going to see in life you're not going to find in black and white in the word of God. Uh, so we go to the word of God as principles to govern our lives by. And uh, that's the key. The better, it's not the greatest question to ask, where is it in the word of God? The better question is, is this opposed to what the word of God teaches? And that's the key, that we walk in the principles of his word in the decisions we make in life and how to live life to be his disciple. So, I receive the advice needed in life through the principles of his word, and I die to self to carry them out. Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21, I die daily. Uh, you know, do you really want to become a man or woman of God? If we want to, we need to receive the counsel of his word, and I have to die to my self-interests, which are selfish, and want to oppose to serve the Lord because I'm selfish. We need to kill self. Self is always in the way where we want to become God. We want to become the center. God is my butler that does what I tell him. That is not what we're called to. I'm called to die to self-interest. That it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And that's a daily activity. To be a true man and woman of God, to be a true disciple of Jesus, is to die to your self-interest because your life doesn't belong to you anymore. You've been bought with a price. You belong to him. I'm his property. And I don't want it that way. I'm a chosen slave to him, bondservant, it tells us in the New Testament. I want to be a bondservant. I want to be his slave. I want to have no self-interest apart from him. Oh, and don't I miss it daily. But that's my goal. I want to be a disciple. I want to learn to be a disciple. Real men and women of God uh, learn to die to self-interest because their life doesn't belong to them anymore. That's a heavy statement. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. I think this is one of the most, most powerful chapters in the New Testament for you and me to learn how to live as a disciple. Uh, it says, from the NIV translation, it says, since. In a lot of translations, it says, if, then. In the original Greek, this conditional if means it is certainly so. So it can be translated as a paraphrase, since. Since, then. You have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Not your mind only, your hearts on things above. What's the ardent desire of your heart? Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Then, two here, verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, you will also appear with him in glory. That's meditating time, man. The, the, these are scriptures we really need to meditate on here. Wow, how, how hard it is for me daily to be confronted with the things of the world I live in, but I'm not supposed to set my mind on them. Ooh, easier said than done. Holy Spirit, help me. I can't do this without you. So wow, scriptures like this really reveal to us how serious we are about pursuing being men and women of God. This requires the I die daily. Uh, we have a, a high calling as true followers of Christ. 
I wish we could spend a lot of time on Colossians chapter 3. I invite you to meditate on it. So I want to bring this somewhat to a close today as we look at these four principles. I hope you'll take with you. Um, I shared four principles on how, to be, how men and women of God should live. It could have been ten principles. Uh, based on the Sunday morning time frame that we have, it doesn't allow for that, so I'll keep it at four. These are basic. Uh, what I mean is we could say a lot more about this. This isn't the final word. This is just the beginning. My intention of sharing this today is not to make us feel bad and say, oh boy, I'm far from this. I think I want to give up. No, absolutely not. Hey, so am I far from it. So am I under construction. But I'm moving on towards the goal that's in Christ Jesus, to walk as a disciple. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But I got my disciple card, and it's in my pocket, and I'm not getting rid of it, and I'm going to learn to walk with Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me. Uh, we're all under construction, and, uh, but it does start with us thinking like disciples. What are we putting in our hearts? What are we putting in our minds? I, I believe, I'm not talking about our own, our own church, but just in general, I believe too many people do not think like disciples who say they know Christ is their Savior. They like to say they're men and women of God, but they don't think that way. They don't live that way because they're not taking seriously the Word of God is their instruction manual, and you must do what the manual says if you want to be that man or woman of God. So I'm learning. I hope you are too. We're learning to put the Word of God in all we say and do first. Uh, we're letting the Word of God be our guidance for the decisions of life we all need to make day by day. When decisions are required, I think first, what does the Word tell me to do with this? If I'm not in the Word, I won't find it out. We need to be in the Word. So let's look to the Lord and let's yield to Him, to His Word. He knows how to shape us and make us the men and women of God he calls us to. This is not a sermon of let's go work harder. This is a sermon let's believe him and start to act like it in how I speak and how I and how in my behavior. Um, the sermon series that we're in is titled True Followers. Um, so I'm not saying here let's pick up more works, but I'm saying let's live by what we read. Remember all he ever asks of us is that we believe him and we walk in the way Holy Spirit will lead us, and we find out who we really are in God's Word. So can we say, yes, Lord, to that today? As we close here, a commitment from your own heart, out of your own lips, yes, Lord, do, in, do unto me. Make me a disciple that would please the Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's pray. Father God, as my brothers and sisters, Lord, who are hearing this message, are agreeing, yes, Lord, be it done in my life. Holy Spirit, we invite you to be our teacher. May your anointing teach us day by day that we follow the principles of your word. Do not depart from them, Lord God. Learn to not have your word not depart from our lips, but keep it on it, that it would uh, change and correct and modify and instruct us in our behaviors. That, Father God, truly people would notice wow, this is a man of God, this is a woman of God, and we don't have to tell them that. It'll be quite obvious by who we are. And thus, Father God, men and women out there who don't know Christ will be drawn to the true believer, the true follower. We thank you for this. 
in Jesus' name, mold us, shape us uh, into, into the likeness of the image of Christ that we've been called to. And we thank you for this, Father, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? I say amen for me. Praise God.